0: Hey, it's Konzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go.
1: Initialize sequence.
0: Welcome to The Baldcast.
1: A production of John Konzano's Baldface Truth.
0: Okay, so I have three daughters. The two youngest daughters happen to be watching UCLA, Oregon State, Friday night. I'm watching it with them. I thought it was one of the best basketball games that I've ever seen. The final quarter of that game was an instant classic, back and forth. Uh, Two heavyweight teams exchanging punches. No Reagan beers for Oregon State. She left in the second quarter. Oregon State still fought on. Nothing was coming easy for Oregon State. That was the thing that got me. UCLA was getting points in the paint. Nothing was easy for Oregon State, and... The Beavers found a way, down the stretch, and shots on the call. Here we go. Now it's Hansford inbounding. Talia. She's got it. Talia von Olhoffen with the game winner, uh, Oregon State women's program in the top ten, back where they belong. Talia's joining us now. Uh my my daughters were screaming running around the living room. You did that. You did that for everybody in Gill Coliseum. How'd that feel?
1: It felt amazing. Um just the last couple minutes of that game were were insane and you don't really realize until you know, later looking back on it, that moment at the end was so emotional. But um, just watching the the whole last couple of minutes back, um, just an amazing game of basketball and it was super fun to be a part of and obviously an amazing crowd. So I was just super happy that we got the win and, and put on a show for, for Beaver Nation.
0: I said nothing came easy. I mean, it looked like nothing was really easy for you guys. You weren't getting a lot of points in the paint. You were having to make tough shots and – you know, you don't have Reagan out there with you. Um, how did that feel down the stretch as you were fighting? And I think at one point you're down six, you guys come back. What did that feel like to be part of a game like that?
1: Yeah, I think that's just the beauty of this team. Um, you know, we were kind of mismatched um, in the post. Obviously, vets was getting really good looks around the rim. And, and that's super frustrating because we're a team that, that doesn't give up layups very often. Um, so I was super proud of just how we responded to that and we knew that, You know we just kind of had to dig in and figure it out and find a way and we hit really tough shots like you said and and in the last couple minutes found a way to um you know get get lauren out from around the rim and and got a couple steals and just made plays um and that's just super um just a beauty of the team like i said i mean we just dig in and we find a way to win and and we all want to win so bad and so we just we do whatever it takes and, and that's what we did in that fourth quarter so it was just amazing and, and almost an out of body experience to do it in front of that many fans.
0: You got emotional in the post game, both with uh, the Pac-12 Network crew, and then later in the news conference. And you know, you thanked your coach, you thanked fans, you thanked your teammates, you, you thanked your coach for sticking with you. What did you mean by that?
1: Um, I think just our relationship over the years. Um, I've, I've had some ups and downs, and, and with the program, just figuring so much out and having a rough freshman year, turning around, kind of rebuilding, only only went in four games, um, and then going through my injury last year and not really being able to perform the way I want to um, physically. It's just been a ride. Um, and I think just maintaining that relationship and problem solving with him. And, and I feel like this year we've gotten a lot closer. And um, like you said, I feel, I feel like I'm working with him and, and we're a good team. And so I don't know, I'm just I'm very grateful for him and so much of our success as a team this year is is credit to him and, and what he's built and um the culture of this team is is just something that he emphasizes so much. Um and so yeah, it's just just an emotional moment from from where we started and the whole journey and then to, to have a game like that and Gill in front of a you know, a packed house. Uh it was just it was just amazing.
0: The you know, the experience of Hitting a big shot like that—that's something you know. People practice in their driveway when no one's around. You've got you know great genes—a dad who played in the NFL, mom who played college basketball. I have to think there were some uh, driveway basketball games that were that that were physical and competitive. What was that like growing up in that household?
1: Yeah, super competitive. Uh, Obviously, my parents, but I have two older sisters that you know I, I competed with my whole life and. And I told them this actually over the weekend, but, you know, growing up watching them play, um, older sisters nine years older than me and then four years older than me is the other one. And so just growing up in a gym, watching them play and, and idolizing them and wanting to be like them. And, and I remember my, a big motivation of mine was just that I wanted to be better, better than them. And I was just so competitive, um, in that way. So yeah, definitely a lot of moments like that in the backyard and a lot of games of one-on-one and, um, and things like that. So, I mean, so much credit to them for, for giving you that competitive spirit.
0: You could have left Oregon State, right? I mean, it wasn't easy, as you mentioned, freshman, sophomore. You know, you, you guys weren't getting the success. Um, there's the portal. There's NIL. It's a complicated world that you're, you're playing in now and living in. You stuck with Oregon State. What made you stay there and know that this was going to end up in a year now where you're in the top ten? yeah
1: i think um there were definitely so many moments of doubt and moments when when things get hard and and you want to do you know take the easy way out um whatever that might be but i think it's just looking in the mirror at why i came here what i can do better and just just having the belief in in coach ruick and in this program and and in my teammates that are coming back that that we can be something special um and just kinda of digging into that and putting putting everything into that. Um and so I think, yeah, just the, the belief that we could get to this point, um, just never wavered for me and, and I'm very clear on what I want and what I came here to do. And so um just leaning in on that and um showing up every day to a team that's committed and, and works super hard and, and loves each other and just has fun makes it makes it really easy. And so I think that's that's what's allowed us to have so much success this year is just we all want the same things. We all love each other, um, and and we just have fun and we compete every day, and and it pays off.
0: The adrenaline of Friday night. How do you get to sleep after that? Or what is that? What does your phone look like when you get back to the locker room and you finally get a chance to look at your phone? What what is that? What's that like?
1: Yeah, uh, it was hard. I, I definitely didn't get much sleep that night. Um, I mean, uh, I think close to midnight, a couple hours. After um, that shot, I was still in the locker room. Um, my best friend is, is a manager on the team, and we were just sitting on the couch, and my heart was, like, still racing. I felt like I could run a marathon. Um, I was ready to go play USC right then and there. Um, it was just an incredible moment. And, yeah, not a lot of sleep, but, you know, we had practice the next morning, so I, <laughs> I had to dig in and figure it out um, and then got got some rest the next night. But, yeah, it was definitely – a little bit overwhelming. Opening my phone for sure.
0: We're talking to Talia von Olhoffen, Oregon State basketball player. They are number nine in the latest AP rankings. Ten and four in conference play. You're right on the heels of Stanford. You got USC, Colorado, UCLA, Utah. All a game back. Are you of you or right around you in the standings? Uh, how important is this next stretch for you guys? You're you're at Washington State. How important is it for you guys to finish? get the best possible seating for the conference tournament? You know, what are you guys talking about? What are you focused on?
1: Yeah, I think what has allowed us to be so successful this year, um, the way that we play is that we just take everything one day at a time, one possession at a time, one game at a time. So we're getting ready for Friday night and it's easy to look at seating and look ahead. And obviously we want to host the first couple rounds, but, I think the best thing for us, and especially playing in a tough conference like we do, you just you just gotta take it one game at a time. And and both Washington schools on the road are are tough contests, um, definitely not anything you can overlook. So we're getting ready for Friday night, and then we'll get ready for UW, and and that's kind of what it's gonna look like the next the next four games. Um, and so just applying everything that we've learned, I think Sunday was a big lesson in rebounding. So we're looking to clean that up, and, and we've been really focusing on that this week. So just continuing to improve and, and take it one day at a time.
0: All right, this is a question my wife wanted me to ask you because, you know, we see the motto, we are family, and we've seen that for a couple of years, and you see players like Aliyah Goodman who have been around the program, and, and you know, you can say that, but it is evident that you guys really do sort of view yourselves as a family. And in the postgame, you're talking about fans, you're talking about teammates, you're talking about coaches. It's not all about you you know, you check you hit all the right points, all the right notes. That's coming from somewhere within the culture of the program. What is Scott Ruick doing to foster sort of the idea that it's it's all hands on deck, you need everybody, especially on a night when Reagan goes down and you know, you gotta you gotta find a way to win.
1: Yeah, I think just the the emphasis on relationships and, and caring about each other on the court and taking the time to get to know each other, I think um, over the summer and in the, in the fall and the preseason, obviously going to Italy this year, I think was a huge um, part of the chemistry of the team. I mean, spending 11 days or some somewhere around there in another country and and you're kind of all you got. And there's, you know, so many bus rides, so many conversations and and we all just got so close on that trip. And then, you know, we do another team retreat in September. So just a lot of opportunities and, and emphasis on building those relationships and connections and, And it really is a family, and I think part of it is recruiting and and Scott getting to know each player during the recruiting process and and making sure that they're a right fit and will fit into that and and really embrace that. Um, And I think he said it in the presser one time, but 13 for 13 on that, we just have um, 13 girls that just love each other and embrace the culture and want to win and care about each other both on and off the court. And – that just makes it so easy to compete and so easy easy to hold each other to a high standard and and just have fun every day.
0: Reagan's injury, has she been back around? Is she going to be okay?
1: Yep, she's she's back around. Um, She broke her nose, but, you know, we're hoping to have her back soon, and, and she's doing good.
0: Yeah, she grew up with football player brothers. I got to think that, you know, she's going to be all right. It's probably not the first time she has got hit in the face playing basketball, but still wasn't good to see that. Uh, we're talking to Talia von Olhoffen. Um, your parents' influence. You know, you have a dad who played high-level football, mom who played high-level college basketball. Um, You know, and then you talk about the older sisters. Like, you know, I always say the youngest in our family, she's a fighter. Is that the same same uh, true of your family as well and what do you get from dad maybe more specifically i saw him walking around the maui invitational a couple years ago and i thought gosh he looks right at home in hawaii
1: yeah i think that that competitive spirit definitely comes from a family of of two sisters and two parents that that want to win at everything they do um you know board games in the driveway whatever it is um i just i've always been like that and i think i would i think my family would agree that that I am the most competitive and I I am the fighter. Um that's kind of just the way that I grew up and um so I think you can you can see that uh in my game and um I think my mom more than anyone um was was that way and just um her thing when she played in college was defense. Uh, so I, we were talking about the other day I think I think I'm catching up to her in that area. I've always been, you know, a better shooter, better whatever, but um she was, you know, led her conference and and steals and was really into defense. So I'm trying to get like her in that aspect. Um, But yeah, obviously my dad too played at a very high level. And so just being surrounded by that growing up and, and setting high expectations for myself and, and working really hard towards, towards the things that I want that all comes from, comes from them and, and wanting to be like my sisters too.
0: What's your favorite class at Oregon state?
1: Uh, my favorite subject my whole life has been math. I'm really into into numbers, so I think anything with that, I really like taking statistics here. Um, just anything with math,
0: I'd say. I used to hate kids like you, because it did it come easy for you? Like, math was the worst for me. Like, what a blessing that you love that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was one of those kids that I enjoyed going to calculus. I enjoyed all those things, so... But I, I get you. I think I've heard that from a lot of people. That that's I'm one of the more annoying people to be around. In <laughs> no,
0: I mean it. I mean that with a lot of love. Like you know, just like bless <laughs> you for that being your thing. One of my daughters is that way, and I go, "You're you you do not know. You have no idea how uh, how different that math experience will be for you if you enjoy this." But uh, to me, it was like a foreign language. You know, give me an idea. Like all right, after basketball, how can you utilize your love for math? to maybe a, a side hustle? I mean, is there an angle here for for, for you?
1: Uh, I don't know about that. I haven't thought about it too much. Um, I want to play as long as I can and then probably get into coaching. But um, if I don't end up coaching, maybe something in sports with some sort of analytics or statistics or something like that. I'm sure I, I'm sure I can make it useful.
0: Help me with this because I'm watching, you know, some of the high-level Women's college basketball players are making good money now in NIL, and it's good to see. Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark, they're making it in a way that I think is going to make them think about, is there more money to be made in college than the WNBA? Do you think that that NIL could keep some of the better players in college basketball, or will the dream always be to be a professional? I don't.
1: I think uh, with NIL, it's, it's endorsements, it's brand deals, um, it's things like that. So a lot of the times, um, you know, they can keep making that money off their own name, even though they're professional. Um, I mean, I know they have collectives and stuff where it's kind of in a roundabout way coming from the school. But I think for the most part, if you have the following and the engagement and um, and all those things, then you can definitely carry it over and continue making money in the W. Um, I think the W is just so competitive and and so many limited roster spots that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, if, if you're not confident that you'll find the right fit or, you know, college is just a, a one-time thing, very, very short window. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely given up a lot to go, um, into a league where, you know, spots are hard to come by, fi- come by and it's so competitive. So I don't, I don't know if NIL would be, would be the thing keeping people in college in my opinion, but, um. I also don't know how much people are making. So, right,
0: uh, I think that's my thoughts on it. There's a number out there, I'm sure, that would make you think. But uh, let me ask you this: yeah. uh, I was rooting for Sabrina. I thought she represented herself well. I love that she shot from the NBA line. Did you watch that? Did you guys talk about it? Was were you pulling for Sabrina? What were your thoughts on that?
1: Um. Yeah, I didn't watch it live. Um we had practice and then like I said, I didn't get a lot of sleep that Friday <laughs> night, so I was sleeping sleeping through the contest, but yeah, I watched it back um and you know, it's one of those things. I think I think the outcome was as perfect as it could have been. Obviously, Steph's one of the greatest shooters of all time. Um and so to compete with him and get a score that w- I think would have won the regular competition um and shooting from the NBA line, I thought I thought she did really well and, and represented women's basketball well and it was just good for the game and, and obviously the viewership and the numbers in that in that little window with that competition was I think I wanna say the most viewed of of the night. So it was just super cool to see and um I hope more things can happen like that going forward. But yeah, I think she she put on for women's basketball and so that was just that was just super amazing and, and um amazing of Steph to do that as well.
0: Yeah, I, I looked at it, and I was like, I didn't want to see the dunk competition. I didn't even want to see the game. That was the only thing I wanted to watch. I was interested in it, and then I thought, I was impressed that, because the pressure, right? And you know, everybody going, well, is she going to shoot from the NBA line, the WNBA line, all that stuff? And, and in the end, I thought, wow, Steph won, but I thought Sabrina won. I thought the NBA won. I thought TV won. I mean, there were just a lot of winners that night.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that was a win for, for everyone and, and I'm the same way. I mean I didn't watch any of it live but that was the only thing I was looking forward to watching back and the only thing I was really really paying attention to and I think a lot of people could say that. Um for sure I think All Star Weekend isn't maybe as exciting as it used to be and that was definitely something that I was looking forward to. Um so yeah, it was just it was just super cool and I don't think it, it could have uh worked out better.
0: All right. We know you as a basketball player. We see you play, but um, you know we now know that you're into math. We know about the competition with your family. Um, do you have a guilty pleasure? Is it a Dutch Bros? Is it a Netflix show? Is it you know what's uh, what's uh, Talia's Von Olhoffen's guilty pleasure?
1: Um, I think I like playing like card games or, or any sort of board games, stuff like that. I'm I'm very competitive, so any. Uno, you know all those games that you can play on the bus or whatever it is. Yeah. I love doing that, and I love, you know, getting getting friends together to do that. So that's that's my favorite thing probably outside of basketball to do.
0: Do you take money from your teammates in those card games?
1: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't play for money. Um, I wouldn't do that to them. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. you know, it's it's all uh, just bragging rights.
0: <laughs> all right, Talia, keep it going. I'll see you in Vegas. Uh, congrats on what you guys have done. I know you say, hey, uh, you're just getting started, but it's been a lot of fun to watch you guys this season.
1: Sounds good. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I excited to keep it going.
0: All right. There she goes. Talia von Olohofen, Um hit the big shot on Friday night. They beat UCLA. They're in the top ten, number nine, Oregon State. Uh, we'll we'll uh, attempt to keep it going. We will be live broadcasting from the women's Pac-12 basketball tournament. It's March 6th through the 10th, and we will be in Vegas with this radio show. We'll be there for the men's tournament as well the following week with live broadcast from T-Mobile Arena. All of that still on the BFT. Leave it here. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Baltimore. sorry to interrupt the podcast, but...